0: I'm so sorry to report that this year, Anya is on Santa's naughty list for a few reasons. She has a vulgar trash mouth, she mm-hmm. didn't adequately appreciate and Night Shyamalan's old, and not only does she want to fuck a man who was born the same year as her grandfather, but she's oh. also stated she wants to fuck Leslie Vernon.
1: Wow. <laughs> it just kept coming. Don't worry about me being on the fucking naughty list, I'm in the obituaries after that <laughs> one. Lord have mercy. Oh, all right.
0: The girls who cried be horror.
1: Hi, everybody, and Merry Christmas. It's a little early for that, but it is now December, and this is our Christmas holiday-themed episode. Uh, as always, I am Anya.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. Uh, I am very excited to talk about the movie that we have today because it's something I had never seen before. Um, And, you know, I don't think there's a ton of Christmas horror that I really particularly care for. And it was nice to find something that I really enjoyed. I had a good time with. So happy to hear it. Um, And if you all are all
1: wondering... What it is that Alex enjoyed so much, we for this month's episode are going to be talking about Christmas Evil um, from nineteen eighty. Eighty, that's what mm-hmm. I thought. Nineteen eighty. Um, it is a little fun Santa, not quite a slasher, but you know, you know, maybe yeah. adjacent. Um, it's an it's a bad Santa movie which there's plenty of those. Um, but debatably, a good Santa movie.
0: Yeah, we'll which, get into the, the we'll dynamics into of, of his morality, I think. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So this is your first time watching it, as you said. Yes. Um, I actually watched it for my first time last year. Last year I was just like on this kick where I was like, I want to watch a bunch. Because I, I feel like, I, not that I haven't seen a lot of Christmas movies, but obviously as someone that very much appreciates horror, I've watched a lot more horror and then Halloween-adjacent things mm-hmm. than I feel like Christmas. I mean, I, I had seen all the, you know, like, Elf, Home Alone, which Home Alone, honestly, horror-adjacent, <laughs> if we're really talking about it. Um, but I just said last year, I was like, I'm going to watch, like, a bunch of Christmas movies that I haven't seen. Like, that I wanted to, whether they be, like, just normal Christmas movies. Like, I watched, I think it was last year, I watched White Christmas for the first time. Mm -hmm. Loved. So fun. Um, Most I've ever enjoyed propaganda. Let me say that. (laughs) Um, I've not seen
0: it, but I'll take your word for it.
1: And then I watched a bunch of Christmas horror, which Shudder had a great selection. Honestly, most of it, I feel like, is still up there. of Christmas Horror Flicks. Christmas Evil was one of them. It was debatably of the Christmas horror. I think I feel similar to you. There isn't a whole lot of Christmas horror. Like I love Gremlins, but yeah, that's I, my if favorite. we're talking about like something for Randy for the pod. Gremlins isn't really something I would consider B horror. No. Um, also maybe somebody would, who knows. Um, but yeah, Christmas Evil of the the lot of new Christmas horror films that I watched was from my recollection my favorite
0: of them. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that we are doing this one then because uh I mean, I feel like in general there's not a ton of like B horror Christmas movies. I mean, there's definitely like a handful, but you know, we had a little bit of a, a tough time picking what we were going to do this, this December. And yeah. I feel really good about landing on it. I mean, I really didn't know anything about it going into it. I just had heard the name before. And I think I'd seen the poster a few times. And I knew like, you know, I know Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I feel like Christmas Evil was always the one that I like heard mm-hmm. spoken about. I think probably because they were, they came out a few years apart. Um, so I kind of expected something similar to Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is just like, you know ridiculous santa slashing everywhere and it's this is not really that i mean this has a couple of kills but it's definitely more of like a character study um yeah and it's really funny there were a lot of moments where i was just like giggling to myself like wow i'm having a really good time right now Oh, i love that yeah so i mean i'm excited i'm ready to jump on in yeah i mean info
1: i don't know about you before you jump in but uh we're recording this pre-thanksgiving um the, the only other Christmas movie that I've watched so far for this year was the Nina Dobrev um, oh, yeah. Netflix rom-com, which, you know what? I didn't want to kill myself while watching it, so there's that. But so this, strangely, and I think as we'll talk about, because of its almost wholesome nature, mm-hmm. like I was watching it by myself in my apartment, and I was like, yeah, this is, like, putting me in the Christmas spirit. (laughs) Like, which, you know, as a horror fan, I might watch even something that was, like, crazy bloody slasher and feel that way. But, like, Mm -hmm. this just, I was like, yeah, like, who would have thought that, like, truly, like, even taking my love of horror, like, putting that aside, that a movie called Christmas Evil would make me go, like, wow, I can't wait to be, like, home for the holidays and, like, making cookies and the snowfall. Like, I just was, like, I was here for it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think they focus so heavily on, like, the traditions of Christmas and, like, you know, obviously all the elements of Santa Claus, and I feel like there is a wholesome nature to it, where like, it is the childhood magic throughout yeah. the film, and that you know mm-hmm. it makes you excited for the holidays. I mean, I love the holidays.
1: You could debatably partner this a double viewing with dolls for the wholesome nature.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that.
1: Yeah. But anyways, let's move on.
0: Okay. Do you want to? Why don't we start? This time with you giving a little brief synopsis before I get into the fun facts. So, briefest of
1: synopses is we open, it's like Christmas, like 1947 or some shit. Uh, And it's two little boys and a mom in a staircase. They're watching as Santa comes down the chimney, leaves gifts. One of the boys is like, yippee, this is so fun. And the other boy is like fully fucking entranced. Well, as we know as an audience, and we soon find out, that Santa is not really Santa, it's Daddy. Little brother knows this and is like, "I'm just here for the fucking spectacle of it all." Big brother's like, "How fucking dare you say that, and he's <laughs> Santa? You don't believe in the magic." A slander. And he sneaks back downstairs to see, mommy, quote unquote, kissing Santa Claus. It's not quite that, um, but he's kind of scarred for life. Then we cut forward. He's a grown man, but he still loves Christmas and he holds the sanctity and the purity of Christmas very close to his heart. And he takes it very seriously. He takes like good boys and girls and, like, them being rewarded and bad boys and girls not being rewarded very seriously while everyone around him that he feels like, you know, should love Santa. He works in a toy factory. Everyone should care about the toys. Nobody does, and that kind of slowly drives him mad. So he decides on Christmas Eve that he will become Santa or a symbol of Santa and decide who gets toys, who doesn't, and anyone that, like, mocks him and or stands in his way of doing that oh, or he thinks is a bad seed, will pay the price. And as Alex said, it's kind of a psychological, like, deterioration of this man that, like, so deeply loves Christmas but, like, hasn't gone to therapy to unpack, like, <laughs> his issues with it uh, and how he kind of, like, falls apart. And that's Christmas Evil.
0: That's a great synopsis. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's get into the nitty-gritty, I guess. Um, well, you already said Christmas Evil came out in nineteen eighty. It is rated R and it's only an hour 34, you know, mm-hmm. love a nice tight film. It was written and directed by Lewis Jackson, who I went and I checked his IMDb and he has two films that came up before this, but like there's very little information on them and he's made nothing since. So this is really like his piece de resistance, you know? Go out on top as I say, go out on top. <clears throat> Yeah, um, it is currently streaming on Tubi for free, um, and I also watched it on Showtime because I have my parents' subscription, so if you have a subscription to Showtime, it is also on there.
1: It's also on our favorite. It's on Shutter.
0: Is it? I just
1: watched it on Shutter yesterday.
0: What? I, I looked for it. I could not find it. You know why? Was it called You Better Watch Out?
1: No, I typed in Christmas Evil. It came up.
0: I did it. I did that, and I did that thing where it's like, you got gremlins, because it's like no longer there, so. Oh, Good I watched. not Good to know. Well, okay, it's also on Shutter. That's good to know. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess that also leads me um, into the many titles that this film has had over the years. Um, obviously, it is known as Christmas Evil. That is the final title. But throughout the entire production process, it was called You Better Watch Out. And that was, honestly, that's the title that it gets, like, mixed up with a lot. I, there were certain platforms where I was trying to find this. And, like, if you type in Christmas Evil on IMDb, it's hard to find, but if you type in You Better Watch Out, bam, Christmas Evil pops right up. It's very weird.
1: Well, the title card, even on Shudder when I typed in Christmas Evil and it says Christmas Evil, the tit- the red title card in the beginning of the movie says, You Better Watch Out.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, but I th- I think the director wanted it to be You Better Watch Out, and then, you know, as productions go, I think he kind of got overruled and they changed it to Christmas Evil. I read somewhere that he didn't even know that the title was changed until he saw, like, a final poster. Which is just good shady. God. I don't love that, um, <clears throat> but it was also at a point called Terror in Toyland, which I think is fun. And that was the
1: name of it, Terror in yeah. Toyland. Terror
0: in Toyland.
1: It's an awesome title.
0: Not for I this don't film. feel
1: like it's not fitting. Like I would want like a full like dolls esque movie mm. or something called Terror in Toyland. Yeah, I
0: feel like I would want it to be set in like a a store or a toy factory.
1: I would want it to be set at like Santa's fucking North Pole mm. factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: um, it was also. Uh, at one point just called Santa which you know I mean, is fitting that would be I think accurate. that's fine yeah um, the budget for this film was originally $450,000 but I read that he ended up spending an additional 400000 so almost doubling his budget um, oh my gosh. because he he really had this was like a passion project for him and he really wanted it to be like big budget done right so he was given a small budget and then he said okay but he just kind of did what he wanted <laughs> which I love yeah Um, the man who plays our lead, who plays Harry, his name is Brandon Maggart, I think that's how you say it. Um, and Uh he is the father of Fiona Apple. Oh my gosh. I know. And she was three years old when this movie came out. So could you imagine if she got her hands on this movie, seeing Santa Claus at three years old and then seeing her dad, like, (sighs) going off the deep end? What an interesting connection. I know. I was really weird. Um, (laughs) This movie is, this is, you know, I feel like with a lot of our B-horror that we talk about, it was not really well received when it came out, but has since found a cult following. Um, it's mm-hmm. had a few new releases. Um, I think there's a director's cut that came out a few years ago. Um, there's like a commentary on one of them with this film's biggest supporter, John Waters, this is his oh, my favorite Christmas movie. He is been, it really? It has been quoted saying that it's the greatest Christmas movie ever made. And I also saw a quote, I didn't write it down, but he had quoted somewhere probably on the commentary that he wishes he had had kids so he could show this movie to them every year and punish them if they didn't love it. You know
1: what, John Water?
0: I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not That's already sold. epic
1: that he thinks it's the best Christmas movie
0: ever. Wow. I yeah. love that. He loves this movie so much that he is on the commentary of the new release. He has nothing to do what with this the film. Fuck.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. He's like a very big proponent for this movie. So if you're a John Waters fan and you haven't seen this, I think you are kind of obligated to go out and watch it immediately. Yeah. Um, the idea behind the movie, um, which I, I love this, I I feel this in my soul, came from the director just one night just smoking some weed and he saw... I saw somewhere it said vision, somewhere it said image. I don't know if he like literally saw a photograph or if it was like in his mind's eye, but he saw an image of Santa Claus holding a knife and he was just like, yes, this is what I will make. And
1: (laughs) that's like the classic, like, here's a poster, make a movie for it. Yeah,
0: pretty much. So yeah, it opened up his mind. He found what he wanted and he made, I think, a really good movie. Um, It just
1: made me think of that fucking, um, that Vine audio. It's like.
0: What is that in your hand? i knife. No! <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's pretty much it. Um, while I don't think that there's anything particularly gritty or, like, obscene about this movie, it was seized and confiscated in the UK during the Video Nasty panic, which I know you... It's, like, not even...
1: Like, okay, some of the shit that's Video Nasty, like, mm-hmm. this doesn't even come close to that shit. No,
0: I would assume it was a part of it just because like in the eighties I'm sure this was viewed as like an attack on Christmas because Oh for sure. You know, people didn't really understand what was what they were watching and obviously since it was not re- well received, I think it kind of like came across as, you know, low brow Christmas, like an attack on Christmas. You know, people love to say we're attacking Christmas all the time.
1: But the war on Christmas girls mm-hmm. started with the Starbucks Cups
0: started in 1980 apparently with yeah, Christmas with Chris evil, evil. <laughs> um uh and a not environmentally friendly fact um all the fake snow that you see in the film you know obviously a lot of times in, in productions it's not real snow if you've ever seen Black Christmas 2019 we can we talk, talk about begin. some fucking horrible snow kinetic um,
1: sand perhaps yeah. lord have mercy
0: um all the snow in this film was cut up pieces of plastic bags that they blew around oh, with a good fan oh my
1: god You couldn't even do potato shavings?
0: (laughs) That's what they usually do. They do
1: potato shavings. Is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, I've I've heard that they do potato shavings for, like, snow and shit. I've never heard they use plastic bags cut up. That's awful.
0: I don't love that they're just, like, spraying plastic all over the place, but, you know, different time, I guess. Less aware. Um, Let's see. Uh, The production had three different Santa suits that they were going to use throughout the filming. I assume... Because as the film goes on, you know, he gets dirty, he, his suit gets ripped up a little bit more, so I'm sure they wanted to have a few on hand in case anything happened. But pretty much immediately, two of those suits got stolen. Don't really have oh. any more information on that, but I don't know <laughs> why, you, uh, why you need two specific uh, Santa costumes, but... Interesting. ...pop off, I guess. Um, all of the dolls and trinkets that you see in Harry's house throughout the film, you know, all the creepy little toys and dolls everywhere. Uh-huh. The director, um, Lewis Jackson spent years collecting all of these in anticipation for this film so that he could like have a proper set and like all the props he wanted.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. As someone that collects I wouldn't even say collects, but I guess collects little trinkets and I love little vintage toys and shit like that. Like I will spend probably a little bit too much money on that shit. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I'm not saving it for a particular reason. I'm saving it for my own enjoyment. But I love that he was so dedicated to making this fucking evil knife Santa movie Mm -hmm. that he was like, gotta start early. Gotta start collecting these toys. Yeah, I think And they're not even a big part of it. Like, I mean, toys are a part of the movie, but like, the toys in his house really aren't like a huge component of the film other than just like set dressing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of give you like a glimpse of his like internal- Yeah. You know-
1: his dedication to the cause who
0: he really is deep down. Um, and it's like very creepy. I, I love a good creepy doll. They're one of my favorites. So Uh I appreciate his house in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, this, I mean, he spent years writing the script and you know, really wanting to make it the best thing he could make. So he was dedicated. Nice. Um, and then this is the last fun fact I have because I figured it would be a great jumping off point for us to talk about the movie. Um, which is that he himself, the director, has stated that he does not view this movie as a slasher film at all, but he views it more in line with something like Frankenstein. You know, I think the the, the character okay. that is kind of misunderstood and, uh, you know, there's literally a scene near the end where they're chasing him with, like, lit torches trying yeah, to, like, an angry kill mom. him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a – I've also seen – and a few articles I was reading that people are comparing this a lot to tra- Taxi Driver and his and char- the character Travis Bickle played by Robert De Niro, um, because they're both kind of like antiheroes who are out on the streets, you know, trying to clean up and you know do whatever they think is moral, but by immoral actions. So yeah. I would, I mean, I think that would be a good place to start. Just like, how do you feel about? harry as a character as an anti-hero um
1: well yeah i mean i definitely agree in the sense that yeah not a slasher there really is like two scenes total yeah and neither of them i mean the first one i'll say yeah is slasher as the second one isn't really that much um but i was actually thinking and i well jesus let me get the thought out while i was watching it i was like you know what this is like low-key like joker but like the christmas version and i don't even like joker i don't um which i will not get into but like in the sense of like similarly i think in the way that at least joker's supposed to be perceived Mm -hmm. is like yeah this like kind of, like, social outcast who, like, is this, like, sweet guy, but, like, gets, like, kind of, like, bullied, and then he gets to, like, a breaking point, and he's, like, you know, putting on makeup, and, you know, he's putting on, like, a Santa suit, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, well, I'm gonna deliver justice how I see fit, and, like, you know, people like me will essentially be, like, spared, but then, like, you, like, big bullies, so, like, people that don't love Christmas will pay the price. Mm -hmm. So, like, similar, I saw similarities there, um harry as a character is very interesting um because of the fact that he is so wholesome he never even though i'm sure this disappointed you alex he never harms a child um, no i
0: love the kids in this movie the kids in this movie are the best part they are i do love them um oh.
1: i mean the closest he gets is like the one kid that like loves hustler
0: um
1: <laughs> he um like scares him in a bush mm-hmm. and like kind of like S- sets him up to get in trouble with his mom by, like, putting, like, mud streaks on the side of the house, which that scene killed me because he puts mud all over his fucking face. He puts it on all of his hands, which makes sense because there's huge handprints on the wall, and then all over his face, but then the only thing that ends up on the wall is his lip imprint, so mm-hmm. it's like, why didn't you just put it on your lips? Or, like, why didn't yeah. you-
0: That whole scene, I I thought he was doing it so that he could like look in the window and he would like see him and get scared and not like understand like what he was seeing, but no, he just wanted to deface their property, I guess. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I
1: don't dislike him. I I like him honestly. I'll say it. I think I think it played into the fact that like, as I was saying, like trying to get in the Christmas spirit. I mean, I don't care about Christmas in the way that I care about Halloween and I don't think that's a shock to anybody but I still do love Christmas I like make a bunch of fucking Christmas cookies every year I love wrapping presents I love buying presents I love like I truly love all that shit like I love hot cocoa in front of the fireplace watching fucking home alone or whatever like absolutely I'm not against it so I appreciate that this guy like he's very wholesome and I think something that really works for me with him is the fact that it's like You know, you could have set it up where, like, he is either killing the children that are bad, which, whatever, it's a horror movie, um, or, I don't know, he's, like, a creep to the kids? Mm -hmm. Like, he's kind of, like, a stalker Santa, and, like, he really ever isn't, I mean, he is to a certain degree only because, like, from his apartment, he's, like, binocularing watching the kids, but just to be, like, are you, like, up to mischief? But he doesn't even do that a lot. And he clearly has a relationship with all the kids in the neighborhood. Like, they say, they see him and they're like, Hi, Harry! Like, what did you wish for today? <laughs> and, like, I just think it's very sweet and wholesome. There's a scene later on, which I'll, has, I'll wait to talk about, but, like, where he's dressed as Santa and he runs into all the kids. And I literally am <laughs> like, I don't care. This is the cutest thing ever. So, you know what? I appreciate that this man has a dream, has a goal. He has principles. He has things that he cares about and he holds... You know, he has... Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? He has morals. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. He has morals. Well, he thinks he does. He thinks he does. Um, And to be honest, none of the people that he kills am I, like, upset about, you know? Like, not that I was ever going to be heavily attached to probably somebody in this to be like, why would you do that, Harry? But, like, I'm like, you know what, Loki, maybe they had it coming. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think... When I watched this movie, I had a very different perception of him in the first, like, 20 to 30 minutes than I did the rest of the film Mm -hmm. because I didn't really understand where it was going right away. I thought it was going to be a big slasher film. And so, at first, I thought they were kind of, like, playing on the, like, qualities and characteristics of Santa and how, like, genuinely creepy they are because he's, like, literally watching children from his home. He has massive books – that he is oh, like, yeah. handwriting every single thing that they're doing in it. And I was like, this is serial killer fucking behavior. Like, so creepy, so scary. And that's why I thought they were going with it. And then I was pleasantly surprised, because I thought he was going to kill the kids, for sure. Mm. I was like, Moss Garcia with his little penthouse magazines, you're dead. You're done. He's going to yeah. fucking kill you. He's going to put coal down your fucking throat until you're dead. Right. And that's what I expected. So I was, it was a very nice um, surprise for me that it did end up becoming – way more of a character study and way more of like wholesome in a way I guess because Mm -hmm. it was unexpected um and I do think that his intentions are good I think you know it's, it's clear that even though it's stemming from some kind of trauma from his childhood you know Santa means a lot to him and it's more than like the person Santa Claus and it's more the idea of like generosity and kindness and like giving back to people and giving back to your community. And I feel like all of those things are wonderful qualities to have and things to care about. So it's, it's, you know, him not really understanding why everybody else around him does not feel that same way and why they're all being selfish and rude and they don't care about the kids. And, you know, does he kill people who deserve it? Maybe. Does he kill people (laughs) who I am sad about? No. Um, Because they're all just like, you know, selfish dudes who don't understand the magic of Christmas, and he has to show them. Um, yeah, so you one know, final time. Yeah, he's the antihero, and I'm on board with it. I think he, when he came out of his bed in one of the first scenes in full Santa pajamas with the Santa hat, I was in. I was like, look at this man. I want that set right yes. now. That looks comfy as fuck. I need it.
1: You know, I thought the same thing similarly, and I'm not someone really, I guess in general, or I guess particularly with my family, where I'm like, hey guys, let's gather around and like blah, blah blah like no, like my none of my family is like that. Maybe my mom, but like none of us are like big group family hug, guys, love ya. But there was a part of it was like, damn, like I wish that like growing up not that I at all had bad Christmases. I had a wonderful childhood, a great life now, like I'm not complaining. Um but there was one It's like oh, I wish that like my dad had, like dressed up as Santa or like had like fun Santa PJs that he would like wear on Christmas day or like I wish I had those like it's just like I think because of the fact that also like now I'm old enough where I like live on my own I'm not with my family so then when you go home to visit your family for the holidays there is that like longing to like be back home again be with everybody so then at the build up to it I'm like and I want the most beautiful perfect Christmas and I want us all to have red satin <laughs> Santa PJs but yeah I was also heavily jealous of the fit i was like um yeah this moon's dedicated and where can i pick up one of those um something you brought up though which i completely agree with is something that i think i also really love and like kind of makes me like forgive other things about the character or kind of just like put them in the back of my mind i'm not gonna think about that is the generous spirit like he Mm -hmm. is trying to embody that spirit of like what christmas is supposed to be about i mean i think a huge proponent of that is that like debatably his like breaking point pre-murder but like breaking point where he's like fuck it i'm taking shit in my own hands is when he's at like the holiday christmas party for a job he really doesn't fucking like working because he doesn't work on the line the assembly line for toys anymore and even when he did he doesn't think they made quality excuse me there was a burp y'all he doesn't think they made quality toys um and the company, like some higher up from the company, like there's a commercial playing that's like, we donated toys to this hospital or whatever. And he's like adamantly watching it and he asked this like higher up CEO type dude who I cannot think of the character's name or the actor's name, but he's on Succession now. He plays really? one of the main characters, not like from the family, but like one of the like close to the family characters, which that's it's fine. also going to kill me. I can't think of his name, but if y'all watch this and you watch Succession, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, but... He asked him, he's like, oh, like, did they have enough toys for all the kids? And he's like, I don't fucking know. And he's like, well, how many kids? Like, And he's like, I have no fucking clue how many kids are in that hospital. And it's just this moment of being like, we don't actually give a shit. Like, Mm -hmm. we're just, like, doing this to be, like, kind of save face. And, like, look what we did for the holidays when they don't actually care about, like, what's the actual action itself of, like, making sure children in need, each one, gets a toy on Christmas. And that's the moment when he's like fuck this, and he goes, and he, like, steals toys from, like, other fuckers. He, like, steals them off the assembly line at work, and he comes to the fucking hospital, and they're all kind of, like, are you okay? Like, what? <laughs> Who are you? And they're very, like, cautious of him. Rightfully so, at first. Until he, like, is, like, listen, like, just trust me, like, you're gonna need more hands. Opens up the back of his truck, and it's filled with toys. Like, this is his Santa sleigh. He's literally painted a Santa sleigh on the side of this fucking white kitty van. Um, and immediately they're like oh my god and they're so grateful and they kiss him and like he doesn't even ask for anything in return he just like he really just wants that christmas joy Mm -hmm. and that's what drives him through the rest of the movie is just like yeah like this is what i was meant to do this is like i'm showing people like what they claim they think that they they want like they want this pure perfect santa on christmas they want their kids to like be good and like you'll be rewarded and like i'm doing that so I don't understand why, like, not everybody, not necessarily is, like, you know, falling at my feet and, like, kissing my boots, but isn't, like, wow, this is the best idea. Why haven't we done mm-hmm. this before? Yeah. Everyone's, like, fearful of me. And it's because, like, obviously he has that unhinged moment in front of, like, a public fucking building with a bunch of it's people. It's like church. Yeah, where it's, like, a, this, like, group of, like, three people who are, like, maybe drunk, unclear, are just kind of being, like, those classic, like, assholes, like, harassing mm-hmm. him, being like, oh, Santa, blah, 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 and, like, making fun of him, and he just fucking axes them in front of everyone, and you're like, oh, okay, so we're, there's no coming back from this,
0: because, yeah. I mean, he no. really just wants people to join in in the joy of Christmas, like, I love that moment when he's at the children's, like, orphanage, and the security guard goes back inside and is like, stay here, don't come inside. And he's outside just, like, by himself practicing his, like, Merry Christmas, ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah. trying to get it at the, in, like, the right tone. Like, trying so desperately to, like, be his perfect Santa self. Um, and he does go back and forth between scenes of, like, people really appreciating him and him being just, like, the happiest we've seen him. And then those moments yeah. at, like, that mass where they don't appreciate him and he kills them. And then the next scene when he, like, stumbles upon another party and – the two guys come outside and, like, drag him inside. And he thinks, oh, my God, they're going to make fun of me. Like, they're going to be mean. And they all just are so happy to have him there. They're like, yes, yeah, Santa, get him a drink. And then he, like, parties with everyone it has such a good time. And he's just, like, Im- like, immersed in the Christmas spirit. And he's just so happy.
1: I mean, he, he's absolutely, obviously a flawed character because, yeah, it isn't yeah. that he's living in this place or this world where nobody cares about Christmas. Nobody appreciates it. Because as you're saying, like, they're absolutely people that are. All the kids, for the most part, yeah, they love Santa. They're like, fuck yeah, for sure. So it's never the kids that are really the problem. And then in the adults, as you said, yeah, like at that other Christmas party that he ends up at, like they all love him, they adore him, they're dancing with him. It's a very cute scene. The people at the hospital adore him. They're so thankful for him. It's where he is flawed is the fact that like, that's great. And as we know, like he loves that. He revels in those moments. He can't accept that like, there's just going to be fucking assholes in the world. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people that, like, either are straight up just like assholes or just like aren't going to give a fuck. They just like, they're not necessarily bad people, but like they don't give a fuck. And like that doesn't work for him. I think stemming back to, which is another point we should talk about, the beginning of the movie, when he both simultaneously, like back to back, has his younger brother, who debatably should believe in Santa longer than he does, mm-hmm. kind of be like, it's dad. Like it was dad. Like, and what, and like kind of just be like, it is what it is. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to believe in this shit. Like, and he thinks that's blasphemous, and then on top of the blasphemy, then he goes downstairs and has this moment where it's, like, I think it's unclear, but then, like, near the end, I think you can assume, maybe one or the other, that, like, because I think in the moment, it's, like, does he think that, like, Santa is, like, about to, like, fuck his mom? But I think it's this, like, oh my god realization of, like, it is my father, because, like, why would Santa be doing this? And then also the scarring effects for years of, like seeing your parents like about to fuck if like we don't know how long he's on the stairs so yeah might just and it was also
0: like it was very intimate it was like a long caressing of her like stocking thigh e- oh, e- it went on for a minute yeah i mean i agree i definitely think it's more the the shattering of like that childhood illusion of you know santa and being like oh my god like he's not it's my dad you know, I think that's really what triggered him more than anything else, and I think that's why he blames his brother so much near the end of the film, and they get into yeah. that big fight, because, like, you, if you hadn't said this, like, I could have gone on living in this, like, fantasy, probably until, like, he grew to an age where he could mentally, like, accept it and not become a murderer. Yeah.
1: It was that thing of, like, because I think, yeah, that's the mentality of, like, we saw Santa go back up the chimney or whatever, like... So if it is dad, if if it's real Santa, I'll go downstairs and dad will not be home because dad's wherever, dad's out, they don't really specify, he'll be asleep still, yada yada yada. If I go downstairs and dad's here, dressed as Santa still, then it's dad and that's what happens. So yeah, I think it is that moment of like, if you would shut the fuck up and gone to sleep and or just like humored me and been like, sure, it was Santa, that was great. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had to prove it to you and thus fuck up the rest of my life um but i do love and i know that you made a mention of it in your um letter review oh i'm gonna talk about it there's a whole fucking first of all there's a whole station they leave out for santa they got like a fucking finger cleaning bowl and i was like okay (laughs) they do they literally have a bowl of water and he cleans his fucking hands you know what
0: that's really nice because santa goes to a lot of places he has a lot of chimneys he has to go up and down
1: yeah you know, he doesn't want dirty fucking chimney soot fingers. No,
0: not when he's gonna eat his fucking white bread and butter.
1: Okay, you're you're talking shit on it, but here's the thing.
0: No, it's awful. I hate it.
1: Bro, here's the thing. We don't know what kind of bread it is. Yes, it looks like white bread, but it might be some of that like sweet, like it could be pound cake, we don't know.
0: Like, no, it's a pound cake. It could be angel
1: food cake, bro. Bitch, that is farm. fucking
0: sliced bread from the supermarket.
1: Honestly though. No after a whole night of nothing and i i know that we're both sweet toots but like a whole fucking night and i know fucking santa's magic whatever but like a whole night of nothing but cookies oh my god give me a fucking it's like three in the fucking morning i don't need to be fucking santa i'll do that (laughs) shit when i'm home three in the fucking morning time to fucking wake up and get my routine piece of fucking sourdough from the fridge slather a little bit of butter on that bitch good night delicious so i saw that and i said Okay, jotting that down. John Oh, that, that was down.
0: the first thing I noticed and I immediately was like I'm in, I'm very intrigued by this film because there's like a close up of him like putting the butter on it but I couldn't see what it was. So I thought he was putting like fucking like jam or something on a sugar cookie and I was like interesting. Okay. And then like gotten his fucking fake beard and it was gross. And then there's like a long shot of the full loaf with the the full fucking butter on the little tray and I paused it. And I was like excuse me. Am I seeing this correctly? I, like, literally showed Greg. I was like, is that bread and butter? And he was like, yeah, that's weird. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I agree after eating thousands of cookies, I would probably love, like, a clementine or, like, an orange. Like, not an orange. Oh, my God, it's the same thing. A clementine or, like, a pepper or something. Something, like, strawberry. I love a pepper. You love a pepper. I love Um, a pepper,
1: but um, if I'm fucking Santa, don't, don't leave me a fucking pepper.
0: I would rather have something fresh than, like, fucking untoasted white bread that's been sitting out with all night now
1: maybe they made it fresh that day
0: they did not make that fresh. you don't know that
1: you're making assumptions
0: <sighs> i i don't love the bread i just but, i'm gonna put my foot down on the bread
1: is once again in the wholesome nature of it all is that like when i saw that this is something that i don't want currently it would be far off for me for if, if, if wanting it but i was like Oh, one day if, like, I have children and, like, a family, like, I can't wait to have, like, a cute little Christmas and, like, I'm gonna do a whole-ass bougie station for Santa. And, like, and it just, like, reminded me of, like, my childhood, like, once again, where you would, like, leave Santa a plate of cookies and then, like, it would be obviously my parents, but then you'd wake up in the morning and Santa would have, like, left us, like, a scrawled note with, like, fucking doctor-level handwriting. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like, we would leave Santa a plate of cookies, maybe we would write him a note, like, be like, love you, Santa, go to bed, wake up in the morning, glass of milk empty, cookies, like, half-eaten or just crumbs, and there would be a note that, like, was, like, stationary of my mother's, and it would be like, oh, Santa grabbed it, so he could, like, write, leave us a note back, and it'd be like, you know, thanks, kids, like, love you, hope you enjoy cr- or, like, something cute. That's sweet. Yeah, I mean, I remember the one year, I'll tell you a story briefly, that I was, like, I think I was getting to an age, I can't remember, because it's, like, Long ago, and I can't fully, you know, those memories. We were like, mm-hmm. I remember, but like, I don't really know how much I'm remembering. Where I feel like I was getting to a place where I was like, Santa might not be real, but you know what? Let me test. Let me really test the boundaries here. And you know what? This might not even prove anything, but it will. It will, you know, appease me for the time being. Where I was, I have this stuffed dog, Puddles. I've had in my whole life. I love him, and he has a red collar that he came with. Um, and I was like left Santa the fucking cookies, all the shit, and I left a note, and I was like, hi, Santa, like, could you possibly, like, leave Puddles a Christmas gift also? And I was like, well, here's the thing. Santa wasn't expecting this shit, because I, <laughs> I didn't write a letter to Santa asking for this shit. I didn't put anything on my Christmas list for Puddles. I'm asking him off the cuff when he shows up down the chimney, can you get something for Puddles? So if he's really fucking magic, and he really, like, can do, do it at the drop of a hat, he'll do it. And I've been mm-hmm. good. I've been good this year, so he'll do it go to sleep, wake up in the morning, kind of like, I feel like not thinking it's going to happen, possibly also forgetting that I asked for it. And what is sitting there at the table where the cookies were, but this, and he still wears it to this day, this like beaded, like brown kind of like string collar with these big, like blue beads on it. And I was like, mom's like, yeah, did you, did you ask Santa for something? like? And I was like, yeah, like they asked him to leave something for puddles. And she's like, well, there it is. Wow. And he wears the it to way- this day. And I found out later when I was old enough to put it together because she had two of these and I had like, two of these bracelets like this. So she just gave up one and left it to be a collar for my dog. And that's on Incredible Parenting.
0: The way that you just fucking gave Marisa such a layup to become the best mom. Oh, Oh my god, I love that. And, I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Any good thing my mom has done is because I I hand her <laughs>
0: <I laughs> But I like love that you were like, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna be so sneaky and your mom was like, Okay, you're a child, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, your
1: tiny brain much. I
0: That's also so remember good. the
1: time that my parents got a TV for Christmas. They had clearly bought it for themselves for their bedroom, but because they weren't gonna be like from us to us, they like <laughs> said it was from Santa and I was like up on TV and then I went in the garage and it didn't make a lot of sense but like I went in the garage and like the box and everything for it was there or some shit like which mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't remember exactly what it was but I was like wait a minute if Santa got them this it's gonna be here <laughs> and I remember like on Christmas Day after we opened every shit and, like family's over in front of family I was like um so you said Santa got you that TV? Like, just being an asshole. I remember <laughs> my dad being, like, essentially, like, if you don't want to ruin shit for yourself, maybe stop poking around. Maybe just mind your fucking business. I
0: had very similar experiences. I feel like every year that you get older, parents just get, like, less invested in keeping it up and just being, yeah. like, keeping things around more and being, like, eh, you know, if she finds out, she finds out. What can you do? Because you have to find out at some point. Well, I'm
1: sure. And I'm sure, like, when it's young and you have kids, like, there is – fun to it, like, mm-hmm. as I said, like, I would be excited if I was a parent to be like, we're doing fucking Santa for the first time, like, they're old enough to comprehend maybe what that means, and, like, the whole charade and, like, hiding shit is fun, but then after years of it, I'm sure it's just like, oh, fucking kidding, y'all know, mm-hmm. come on, you guys know, let's just okay. get over with it, um, anyway, that was a whole last tangent, um, something else that I noticed that I thought was interesting was there's a whole montage, I guess, yeah, montage in, like, the middle of the film, kind of near the point when he's like gonna become santa where it's like a whole montage of him making the santa suit Mm -hmm. and it made me think of the grinch in the entire (laughs) montage when he's like with um whatever the what is his goddamn dog's name i have Um, no idea y'all are probably riding in the streets over this i don't think so i can't remember the dog's name i'm sorry um and it's a whole montage of him making the suit and obviously he's the grinch makes the suit to like be santa to like fucking ruin everybody's christmas so i thought it was interesting that there's a very similar and obviously this was pre-grinch no Actually, no I... not true because no. grinch animated cartoon came out far before this mm-hmm. um so maybe it was grinch inspired um of him doing a similar thing like i'm making this whole santa costume like look at me sew it up look at me put it all together like try it on do my best santa impression um because i'm gonna become santa but for the exact opposite reason he's literally debatably an anti-grinch to a fault, to a point where it's like, I will fucking kill you if you don't like mm-hmm. Christmas. Um But I just thought that was so interesting to, like, have, like, such a similar scene. I mean, one is obviously a fucking animated little 40-minute television special, but where it's, like, these characters where it is just, like, the Grinch, I feel like, is characteristically, at least for kids, like, supposed to be this scary-esque character. Like, he's mm-hmm. gonna come, he's gonna steal all your Christmas shit. And it's not because you did anything bad he's truly just, like, evil and he fucking hates Christmas and can steal your shit from you. Whereas, like, this guy is, like, doing very similar things, but it's, like, but he's good and he loves Christmas.
0: So I felt that
1: parallel was interesting.
0: Yeah, I think that there's a lot of different references throughout the film that were like, inspirations maybe, and I think that's definitely one. I mean, I already brought up Taxi Driver, but there's, like, a scene or a moment, I think, maybe in that montage where he's, like, looking in the mirror and he's, like, hyping himself up, which is... Mm -hmm very much like taxi driver he's like you're talking to me um yeah it's de niro you're welcome um it was horrible yeah. do it one more time do it one more time <laughs> no 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 i think i'm good um Please. and then obviously like no i do the face <laughs> i can do the face really good only you can see it okay
1: oh my god you guys it's like looking at robert de niro wow,
0: oh my god i'm so facing with so <laughs>
1: robert de niro
0: thank you so much i am known for that that like upside yeah. down frown um well. thank you so much i just have a very mushy face um <laughs> <laughs> but i mean and then like classic monster movies at the end with like you know him being misunderstood and having to like run away from all the fucking towns folks and getting away from everybody so i think there are a lot of different like whether they be christmas related or just film related in general little inspirations little references homages to some things yeah. i definitely think yeah the grinch is one for sure
1: well i mean it's, it's a movie that like clearly i mean even if like, we, we can't say this with the filmmakers so you don't know but you would assume because it's such a passion project but it, at least your main character this is coming from a guy that like loves Christmas like mm-hmm. everything about it so yeah I don't think it's shocking that there's clear pulls from other Christmas media mm-hmm. that like he, debatably this character would have seen growing up and like loved and shit like that um, <clears throat> but one other thing I wanted to mention before we possibly move on to our favorite section of the pod is <clears throat> the ending
0: which yes i want to talk about i that as well.
1: fucking completely forgot about like i was like i'd seen the movie before, but i was like i don't remember how this ends which is shocking to me now that i've rewatched it that i forgot how it ends because as you said he like goes to his brother's house there's like a whole confrontation he his brother tries to stop him but he comes to punch his brother in the head and like drives off in his van mm-hmm. he's being chased by the townsfolk and an angry mob because they're like you fucking killed people you possibly endangered our children like you're evil and he's, like, in the van, like, laughing, crying, like, unclear, like, unhinged.
0: He's, and like, he, I love it. I love when he's in the van that he has painted to look like a, sle- a sleigh. And he's, like, whipping the air as if he's whipping the reindeer. Yeah. Fully committed. He is in it, man. He's like, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to start doing that
1: when I go home because I don't have
0: a car. I'm going to do that when I drive people around yeah. in my Hia, car. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, sorry. One moment, please. <laughs> on Dasher, on Pritz, whatever the what <laughs> fuck my kids are. Um, and... He's like on a bridge, and then immediately it cuts to like what clearly is a miniature that they had to use, where he like busts through the side of the bridge. You're like, oh, he's done. Like, that's how the movie's Mm -hmm. gonna end this tragic. Like, he's fucking blown off the side of the bridge. He's gonna go into the lake or whatever below and die. No, we get a full fucking grease (laughs) ending where this motherfucker just flies off into the night as if his white van, painted with a sleigh on the side, has become a magical sleigh. And he just literally flies off into the fucking moon, just like, ha, 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 I love Christmas, I'm fucking off my rocker. And that's literally how the movie ends. And I was like, how the fuck did I ever forget that?
0: Yeah, I love the ending because I feel like it's very much up for interpretation. Um, I mean, you can look at it literally that he is he has become magic and he is flying off right. into the moon and going to wherever. Or you can look at it the way that I look at it, which is that he's dead. And that is like his final moments in full psychosis just like truly believing that he's going up into the sky and getting away I love movies that end on like what looks like a really happy thing and then I, not to spoil anything but there are certain movies, that, one that came out this year that was really good, um, that like have that kind of ending and then cut really quickly to like what's actually what happening, about, yeah? you know it was so good, so impactful and I kind of wish that they'd done that but I also like that they left it up in the air because there is also a shot of the brother looking up As if he is going to the moon. And, like, I think, you know, I think that gives it some more, like, iffiness as well. Because the brother, we should be able to, like, believe is a reliable character. And if he is watching his brother crash over a bridge rail, you would, he'd be looking downward, not upward. So you never know.
1: I do think, though, it can still work either way. Because, yeah, if we were, are gonna go, like, this movie doesn't give a fuck and he's magic now. Yeah, that's exactly what they showed you, so that's what you got. If it is, though, what you're saying, possibility, where it is, no, he's crashed, I still think it makes sense because it's like, okay, that crash, he's it's going to kind of be instant, probably on impact, he's fucking dying in that car. Yeah. So that's like a, a two-second, like, whoosh, done but it keeps going so the second he like hits impacts and dies his brain because the brain obviously is still active is has a is now imagining him flying off into the white light quote unquote of the moon like that's going off in the afterlife and perhaps in that sense where like in reality he's dead they're all horrified they're like what the fuck even happened in his imagination because he was also saying and he would call his brother during the film like oh, I, like, you'd be proud of me, you'd be proud of me, like, he kind of, and his brother even has moments when he's talking to his wife, being, like, he was always supposed to be my older brother, like, he was supposed to be my older brother, like, and someone I could look up to, and because he, like, got fucking psychologically rocked to his core by Santa fucking mom in the living room, (laughs) like, ever since then, I kind of feel like I've had to, like, be the big brother, Mm -hmm. take care of him, make sure he's, like, not losing his mind, so, like, it also feels like that moment of his, like, post-death possible, like, I've become santa he's imagining his brother down there on the ground looking up at him and being like oh my god my brother did do something that i'm proud of he became he became santa he became christmas incarnate so i still think that it is up for interpretation Mm -hmm. whether you want like a really dark sad ending or if you're like no i just want to fully believe in the christmas magic that harry does he's santa now
0: yeah i love that i think i'm someone who like does not always need a straightforward answer i like movies that kind of leave things up for me to view them however i want to view them mm-hmm. because you can watch a movie <clears throat> multiple times over the course of many years and have different opinions different perspectives and it makes it so much more interesting so i love the ending i think it's a fucking great way to end that movie i really mm-hmm. couldn't think of a, think of a better one i mean oh, christmas i love it
1: I love the grease ending. I love the grease ending. I, I vote that we <laughs> instead of making movies 2 hours long like you all want to fucking do so fucking bad, throw that shit away and let's bring back the grease ending formula where somehow for some reason at the end of your movie your characters fly off in a car into the sunset.
0: Yeah. I mean it doesn't why have, to not? have any
1: correlation to anything else that happened. Just start every movie should have a grease ending. Okay. That's we'll my see book. how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and on that note, let's <clears> move <throat> into our favorite part of the episode, which is, of course, the Q and Halosle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, that's our time. Um
1: But would you like to begin, or should I be?
0: Um, I'll begin. Um okay. so, I mean we already kind of briefly touched on this, so <clears throat> I figure we should just get it out of the way. There's not a lot of kills in this film because it is not really a slasher film. I personally think there's two distinct things to discuss, so yeah. why don't you give me which of those two is your favorite and I'll probably just cover the other one.
1: Okay, great. Um, I would say my favorite is um Frank getting killed in his bed in his house Uh, so essentially Frank is the character if you haven't watched that early on in the film gets Harry to cover his shift at the factory because he claims he's going on his Christmas vacation with his wife like a day early only for Harry to get off the shift to find Frank at a bar like mocking him like he sees it from the outside being like I got that fucking idiot to cover my shift blah (laughs) blah so like you know He clearly is an asshole and clearly someone that doesn't care about, like, you know, the Christmas spirit of, like, being kind to others and, like, you know, doing things like that. Um, so, there's a scene when Harry has gone, like, full fucking psycho, he's already killed people, and he breaks into his house. Um, the kids, which is the best part, love him. They're like, Santa! (laughs) Um, he goes into Frank's bedroom, and, like, Frank wakes up, and he then smothers Frank with a pillow with his wife lying next to him, and the wife does not stir at all. She is
0: a deep sleeper. She's
1: deep in it, which is silly, but at the same time, I was like, of... uh, That is a scary idea, maybe not fully in the execution of it, it isn't, Mm -hmm. like, terrifying me, but, like, the idea of, like, imagine you're fucking asleep on Christmas fucking night, or Christmas Eve, or whatever fucking night it was, I don't remember, I think it was Christmas Eve. Um, Mm -hmm. And... A man, a maniac at this point, dressed in a fucking Santa costume, and it's someone you know, like, who, who doesn't matter, hovering over you when you wake up, and before you can even utter a scream, smothers you in your own bed with a pillow, with your loved one next to you. Like, those are your final moments. Like, that's fucking terrifying. And then literally, he then, like, takes out, I think a knife? I don't remember what it was, but he mm. essentially cuts his throat with something. He, um,
0: because he's, he's... Oh, the star, right? Yeah, it's clearly not working because he's not, like, and he doesn't want to wake the wife up, so he just is like, what's near me? And he sees the little Christmas tree and grabs the star on top of it.
1: Yes, and then the best part is he slits the guy's throat and he, like, falls limp on his wife. And then for some reason the wife can't scream, like, you would think that, like, she, like, she's in shock, which I would imagine, like, it's just the weird the way they play it, because if she was in shock, that makes sense, but I would imagine her just kind of being, like, wide-eyed, like, frozen, maybe mouth a little agape, just, like, like, fully, like, you know, sleep paralysis type shit, where it's, like, I can't even move and process what I'm seeing what's happening. She fully, though, like, opens her mouth, and it's, like, in a dream type shit, where she's, like, like you can like hear it yeah but it's like not it's like she really lost making her voice. The sound and it's like <clears throat> i mean maybe she wakes up with a dry ass throat but, like <laughs> i don't know i just feel like do something girl because at the same time it's like i get the shock but also i feel like there's another factor of like when you become like a mother and or a parental figure of any kind and you know there's children in the house mm-hmm. like i feel like you would like Maybe not instantaneously, but there would be that drive, too, to be like, get the fuck up out of the bed. Like, are the where are the children? Are they safe? Mm-hmm. Are they dead already? Is he going to fucking kill all of us? But then, of course, you see Harry leave the house, and the kids wait downstairs for him, and they're like, Santa. Santa! And he's like, hi! Like, being really nice to them. They have no fucking clue. He's just, like, fucking slaughtered their father in his bedroom. And then, finally upstairs, the mom screams, and he runs out of the house. But, yeah. I mean, not a lot to work with kill-wise in this movie, but I think, conceptually, I like that one a lot.
0: I do like the irony that he's just traumatized other children into probably hating Santa Claus for the rest of their lives. Because Santa just killed their dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that sequence because it starts off with what I personally think is the scariest part of the movie, which is when he's trying to go into the house and he oh, yeah, goes chim- into the chimney and he gets fucking stuck Mm-mm. in the chimney. I am so claustrophobic. That shit, I was like, oh my God, how long is this gonna go on? Because it was like not like a long sequence, but it was probably like a minute of him like desperately trying to like wiggle out of the chimney and I was getting stressed the Yeah, I was
1: of. sweating a little
0: bit. I was like oh, no 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 yeah. no. <clears throat> no 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 no. Um well I'm glad you picked that one because the other one is actually my favorite of the two. Oh, um, I do think in general, you know, we've said this in other episodes about different films. Something I do appreciate about the few kills that there are in this film are that they are very Christmas-centric, and they really utilize Christmas mm. in, in the weapons because, like you said, in that one, he kills him with a, a star on top of the Christmas tree. Yeah. And in the other sequence, which was, we talked about it briefly- when he pulls up at the midnight mass and everyone is leaving and the three guys at the front are just like mocking him and being mean to him and he's kind of just immediately like, Okay, fuck you, I'm gonna kill you and right. he pulls out this little um like is it a drummer boy type thing? Or like a soldier. Yeah, and it has this like spike and he just with that, like no pause, just stabs the man in the eye with it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's good, pretty good of practical effects. Um, and then he takes this, like, little axe that looks like a toy axe. I'm assuming it's, like, for a kid. And he's, sla- like, kills the two other guys with the axe. And then, obviously, everyone on the stairs is horrified. Right. Looking on, screaming, and he just is like, hmm. okay, and he gets back in his little sleigh and he drives away. But, like, I like it because it's the only moment of gore in the film. Yeah. Um, I mean, anything with an eyeball piercing is mm, visceral for me. I really do not love it. I do love it, and I don't love it, you know? Right. Um, but, I mean, again, it's him using the toys in his little, like, red sack. I love that. I think, you know, he, they could have easily given him a knife. They could have easily given him any kind of, like, everyday weapon. But they were like, no, he is Santa. He has Santa toys. And so he's going to kill people with his toys. And that's that. I love that. Mm, yeah. Um, great. Well, my question
1: for you will be to switch up some orders here. If you had a partner in crime in the movie, who would it be?
0: Okay. Okay. Well, it's interesting because I feel like you're going to take my favorite line and I'm going to take your partner in crime.
1: Okay. Interesting. We'll see.
0: Well, okay. I will not take your partner in crime because I know exactly who it is based on your letterbox review. Okay. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, So I will go with – let me just double check my notes for her name. Yes. I will go with Susie. Who is the cute little girl, all in pink, who he is kind of obsessed with. I think he has a literal photo of her in his home. Because she's, like, the perfect child. It's not, like, obsessed – I
1: mean, either way it's not cool, but, like, it's not obsessed (laughs) in the way where it's, like – I am trying to, like, molest this child. It's obsessed, like, you are the perfect child. Like, Santa would adore you, so I adore you.
0: Yeah. I love her because we only see her a couple of times, but the first time we see her, she is on her bed playing with her little doll, and she's just, like, making out with it. And he's like, oh, Susie, such a beautiful little girl. And I'm like, I kind of love this little girl, like, role-playing with this doll, having a good time by herself, independent woman. And then the next time you see her – is when they're all sitting on the stoop and he calls out to her and she stands up and she's wearing this, like, gorgeous pink ensemble, this, right. like, coat. And she bows and curtsies to him. She's so fucking cute. I don't have children, but if I don't birth her, I'm going to be upset because she's so cute. So she's my pig. Okay. And
1: didn't you also want to birth the girl from
0: Dolls, too? Of course I did. I love that old girl so much. Oh, my God.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I think mine is the same one
0: her name is angelina i made sure to I double check you
1: double checked. oh um, because
0: well, i was like if it's not anya's pick she will be my pick
1: okay um yes uh there's a little girl in what is i think my favorite scene of the whole movie which is when santa comes across this group of children and they're or like they rather come across him and they're like, Santa, Santa. They run up to him. They hug him. He's like, oh, like, hi, children. Like, love you. And their parents slowly come up behind them. And they're like, oh, my God, that's the fucking guy they're talking about on the news. Like, get away from him, kids. And the kids are like, no, like it's Santa. And they immediately are like, fuck my parents. I will fucking die on these streets for Santa. <laughs> and I, They see
0: their parents every day. They don't see Santa exactly. every day.
1: They, Santa is the one pure good thing in this world. Their parents suck ass. Mm-hmm. And then one of the dads is like, I'm going to fucking get him with my switchblade knife or whatever. And the other dad's like, let's just get fucking home. You might hurt the kids. And he's like, I don't fucking need help. And he like runs up on them. And the little girl, Angelina, you said her name was, Mm -hmm. she fucking runs up and she like, she like, tries to like get on her father. Like, no, no, no. And then the mom comes over and it's a whole fucking thing. He drops the switchblade in the process. Little Angelina picks it up. He's like, Angelina or whatever like honey like give it to dad and she's like "Mm, I'm gonna run it over to Santa instead and runs and gives unknowingly evil Santa this switchblade knife and all the kids are like guarding him but yeah she would be my partner in crime because she's also so fucking adorable um Mm -hmm. I also don't have kids but I would love to have a daughter one day and have her be a cute little empty-headed queen um uh and yeah I just I want uh, doesn't even need to be a child, but uh, someone that would ride for me that hard. Mm. Like, abandon yeah. your fucking family and give me the switchblade knife.
0: Like She's that's the really kind lucky of he didn't use it.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of loyalty that I'm looking for. So I appreciate that, when, as I said about Harry, this little girl has morals, and her morals are that Santa comes above Mom and Dad. Santa is like fucking Christ on the cross for me, yeah. and if he asks for the switchblade knife, I will give
0: it to him. Yeah, Angelina was a real one. Are you going to bring up what she says at all in your lines? Because her no. delivery, oh, my God. It's all one of my yours. favorite lines in the movie. It's not my favorite line, but, like, I just wanted to bring it up since you were talking about it. She's so fucking cute. She's probably, about like, three years old, four years old? Yeah, she's tiny. And she she has the knife in hand, and her dad says, give it to me, Angelina. And she goes, no, Daddy, I won't, I won't. And oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so fucking cute. My face melted off, and I... I watched it, like, three times. I was like, oh, my God, you're
1: so cute. Yeah, it's just, like, it God. is, once again, something that's, it's just, like, this wholesome moment that you're like, why is this fucking little girl giving Santa a switchblade knife to defend against her parents yeah. who are trying to protect her? Like, so wholesome because it's, like, I know this guy loves Christmas and these little kids love Santa and they'll protect Santa. Like, it's just, like, so disturbingly, like, sweet and kind yeah
0: um she really yeah. put her foot down she said i won't daddy and i love it she drew a line um,
1: and she's not fucking crossing it
0: yeah all right speaking of lines go for it what's your favorite one i have two in we case pro- you take my favorite
1: I and mean, we probably have the same one I'm, I'm it's so- literally the only line that i wrote down because i heard it and i was like there's no fucking yeah it's the, the
0: delivery else. of it if it's the same
1: it's is it the scene when they're talking about their wishes
0: Yes. yes. so as I heard of
1: earlier, Harry is walking in the street talking to the kids. He's like, what did you wish for? And one of the kids is like, I wish to be the principal of the school so I could, like, kick everybody out that I wanted to. And, like, saying all this silly kid shit. And then this one kid, it's so fucking funny. He's, like, goes and He's like, I wish I had a lifetime subscription to Penthouse Magazine. And Harry <laughs> just, like, his face drops. And he, like, of course, then goes home. And he's, like, already made notes about this kid because earlier when he was using the binoculars, this kid's got a fucking centerfold just, like, right in front of the window looking at it. And he's, like, you bad kid. But it's so funny that this kid, in general, first of all, like, child, full child, wants a fucking Penthouse magazine subscription, but, like, is clearly also at the age where, like, he doesn't, not that you need to be embarrassed of sexual desire, but, like, at an age where it's, like, Usually, you wouldn't in the street be like, "Yeah, and I hope Santa brings me a subscription to Penthouse." Like, usually, if you get a little bit older, you'd be at that age where you're like having any desires at all is embarrassing and shameful. So, I like wouldn't Mm -hmm. say it. But he's just young enough. Yeah, Yeah, he's just young enough to be like, "What's wrong with that?" That's what I want, (laughs) and it's hysterical. I love it.
0: I want to. Okay, so I have a second line that is my favorite line as well, but I do want to jump back onto it and double down on it because it's his name is moss garcia m-o-s-s his name is moss and i love that um but like it's his it's this little actor's delivery because he's saying it so matter of fact but he's also yelling it across the street so he's kind of like taking his time with it he's like i wish i had a lifelong subscription to Pet House magazine and it's so fucking funny and there's like this close-up like Zoom with, like, the music swelling of Harry, like, turning around and looking at him being like, Ugh, Right. Bad kid. It's just, it's hands down the funniest mo- part of the movie. It's so, I, I watched that part a few times, too, because it just cracked my ass up so hard. But I just love this little kid. I mean, I, I considered picking Moss to be my partner. I feel like you just wouldn't because... like him, though,
1: because you might have missed it, but there's a scene when he's... I don't know if it's after this or it's the previous scene when he was writing shit about, I think it's after, where he, yes. he lists off everything he's yes. done. Because I was ready to be like, yo, am I Moss? Because am... all <laughs> shit he's doing. But the first thing he says is that he throws rocks at dogs. And I was yes. like, oh, f- Moss, fuck That's off.
0: That's the only reason why I didn't pick Moss. Yeah. Because I think Moss is so fucking funny and he's such a little shit. But yeah, I saw him that he liked to hurt animals and I was like, mm, never mind. Um. But there's another moment right before he gets scared by Harry in the bushes, where he's his mom is desperate. This poor mom, I'm sure he's a fucking handful. She's trying desperately to get him in the car, and he says, "I want to stay home and watch TV." And she says, "Who do you think you are, your father?" And I was just like, oh. "The way that I'm her father, I'm his yeah, father literally. because all I do is stay home and watch TV." It would be
1: interesting sequel though if they ever did one. Is Because of the fact that Moss likes to hurt small animals, you know, signs of serial killer type behavior, Mm -hmm. Um, and because he was scarred, not particularly by Santa, but around Chris's time because he was, like, fucking scared the shit out of him because of Harry, Mm -hmm. and debatably he would grow up then in a world where on the news it would be about this killer Santa, what the fuck ever, Mm -hmm. um, that he would find out was that guy from across the street that he would always talk to would be years later doing another christmas horror movie but this time like we do a full slasher of like he was also scarred as a child and like Mm -hmm. already maybe was on a path to kill but like now it's all christmas centered so anybody who wants to remake christmas evil don't remake christmas evil make the christmas evil sequel with an adult
0: moss yeah i would be down for that and i think if that actor is still around and he's still working he should play him and you could do t- like fucking maniac type shit with the whole like
1: kind of like the sex shit, where like obviously the whole penthouse thing, and like maybe mm-hmm. having like a weird relationship with his mother.
0: Like they do. A bring Susie back.
1: Yeah, bring them all back. Yes. Bring all the kids back.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'd see that.
1: Yes. Um. All right. Well, let's see. What's your OG question for me?
0: It's your turn, isn't it? I just Oh no, was It's my turn. Oh, you're right. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, what is? <laughs> okay. Well, we've already addressed the elephant in the room, which is the bread and butter. Okay. But in this film, they leave what I think is a full loaf of white bread and butter out for Santa Claus. If you, Anya Garrity, were Santa Claus, and you could not be left cookies, what item would you like to request that people have to leave out for you at night?
1: Bread and butter. Um... Would you just say the? <laughs> Um, cold Domino's pizza.
0: I fucking knew it, dude. I <laughs> uh,
1: fucking.
0: Plain cold cheese, no cheese toppings.
1: Domino's pizza. And, I'm sorry, you asked, I answered. That's what yeah. I want. What about yeah. a
0: drink? Anything for drink? Drink? Because milk sitting out all night? No, thank I you. I don't
1: fucking drink milk at all. Don't you remember Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker? I fucking hate milk.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I either just like, truly honestly, just like a glass of water, or I love water, or. I know so, the
0: answer is not water. It's apple juice. I don't
1: even. I was gonna say lemonade, actually. Okay. But also apple juice. Some room temp apple juice. I know y'all think I'm <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> Just give me that liquid sugar. Oh my god. I'm fucking. Cool. I want cold Domino sweets so bad right now. I'm gonna be fucking <laughs> acting up.
0: One of my favorite questions to ask people that I like am trying to become friends with to get to know them is what would be your death row meal? And Anya, the first day I met her, I asked her that. Because I immediately was like, I can tell that we're clicking, we're vibing. And I was like, death row meal. Because, like, when I do it, I'm like, you can pick multiple foods. You can pick a fucking dessert. You can have a drink. I don't care. And she was just like, Domino's cheese pizza. That's it. And I was like, oh. And then she was like, maybe a cinnamon roll. We'll see.
1: If I'm feeling crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that way, when they hang me, they have to clean up massive amounts of shit.
0: Oh, shut up.
1: Because <laughs> everything's um, coming out.
0: Um, well, Domino's Pizza, good choice. I would pick, um, I would continue in the sweets tradition, um, but I would go with cake because there's so many different varieties of cake. You know, you have all your standard so cakes, petty, though, you have cheesecake, you have ice cream cake. I Imagine don't give a I shit. I a
1: slice of cheesecake at every house. Bitch, I don't care I if you're magical or not. Put you're it
0: away. Don. Mm, no, I would love cake because there's different fillings and different ganaches. People, oh, people could just be so creative with their cake. Yeah. I would go with cake all day long i don't care
1: okay i respect that
0: um i had a
1: few questions floating around you know i definitely didn't fucking think of an answer to any of them um so that'll be fun but what i'm gonna go with because we didn't end up actually talking about this part of the movie in the main section was a part of it because they kind of start out like 56 days out from christmas like there's only yeah. like a calendar in his house like a chalkboard I think it's he writes on kind
0: him. of to show you that like this is his house all the time right um,
1: and I think also the slow build of, like, this isn't, like, one yeah. night. He's just like, I'm gonna do this. It's, like, leading up to Christmas, it's getting worse. Um, but he's watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And that's mm-hmm. also when he starts to get the inklings of the idea of, like, oh, I can be Santa because he, like, doesn't go to his brother's house for the first time. Which made me think about how growing up, I would always watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I would love to watch it this year because apparently, I mean, when this comes out, it will have passed, but apparently there's gonna be a Baby Yoda balloon. <laughs> and I want to see that shit. On the TV live, um, but my question for you, I guess, is if they were going to put like a horror balloon, like a horror movie mm-hmm. balloon of some type, in the Thanksgiving Day parade, what would you have wanted to see? We'll say I'll make it even more specific. What would you have wanted to see as a Thanksgiving Day horror theme balloon in the Thanksgiving Day, Day parade as a child,
0: growing child. Yeah. Okay, because today it? I would pick something. Completely grotesque and terrifying, yeah. but as a child, um, let's see. I mean, I did not particularly ever really watch the parade. It was always just kind of like on in the background um, mm-hmm. at my house because, you know, it's a tradition. But like, I wasn't really focused super heavily on it. Um, but if I had, if if I had been on the TV and I looked up and something caught my eye and it was a horror thing, I would say. Mm, that's so tough. I feel like I have a few options, just depending on why I would want them. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, Scream was my favorite movie growing up, so like seeing Ghostface would be great. But at the Imagine same time, if everybody
1: Ghostface will never be epic.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, like everybody dressed up as Ghostface in like elementary school, and it was lame and stupid. Mm-hmm. So mm. Michael Myers was my like king he was like the first horror person that like i really got into but he is so halloween centric i feel like it would be weird so i think i will go with the horror figure who scared me the most as a child that like fucking terrified me like shitless i was so scared of Candyman. So the fucking so i think a fucking big ass candy with that fucking sexy ass jacket his hook hand the bees yeah give me candy man
1: yeah that would be hell yeah And some of these things you bring up now, like, I mean, I think for the most part, anything that's a balloon in the Macy's Day Parade is usually, like, something that children are like. They don't really do balloons for adults, which I think is fucking bullshit. Why? (laughs) I fucking, that's all I care about is the balloons. I don't care about the fucking dubbed lip sync performances because they can't do Mm -hmm. live. Like, fuck off. Um, Unless it's the Muppets. Then I'll fucking eat that shit up. Mm, Um, Yeah but it's funny because you said scream maybe michael myers or fucking Candyman, and all of those have properties coming out either like very soon just happened yeah true where i'd be like in theory you could i mean especially like your top choice it seemed was Candyman. like obviously the new candy man came out and whether you liked the new candy man or you didn't like the new candy man um what
0: i thought of something else i, I changed my answer
1: okay I, I i'll let you know go first It's just like, think about like the cultural, I mean, obviously in general, like not even making light of it, like the cultural impact and like, especially with the new Candyman that they're, they're, uh, they're making with the character and like what it means and the symbolism. But of course they don't, they don't want that on their Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. parade. So sadly it'll, it will never be, but what was your, your new answer?
0: Well, I think I was just thinking like scary people, Mm -hmm. Um, but like. And if I was gonna go with a slasher of any kind, it would still be Candyman. But like anything in the horror realm, no. What I want to see, as a child, as a twenty-nine-year-old woman, I want to see a big fucking gizmo from Gremlins. That's they might like.
1: have had one when you. I, I want it. I wouldn't be. I'm gonna look that up after to see if they read a gizmo balloon.
0: That, is that your? Pre- yeah. Is that the Christmas present you bought me? A huge gizmo. <gasps> it's
1: it's a live Mogwai in a box. Oh my Not god! I would love fucking... it after midnight.
0: Bitch, I would, ooh, I would have a mogwai in a heartbeat if you got me one. And then I did the shit.
1: call one night where it's like, oh my god, I told Craig not to up <laughs> after midnight. Bitch, we have gremlins growing in the kitchen now. And yeah, like, well, for thank Craven god, I'm for Kruger." The um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to answer because, like, as you said, like now I can think of like a million horror things I would like love to see, as a balloon in the parade. But like as a kid, mm-hmm. I'm almost struggling because like. Like, as, like, a kid, kid, like, when I was, like, at the age of where I was, like, legitimately, like, watching and invested in the parade, like, I, unlike you, no, there's anything wrong with it, I wasn't watching slashers like that, like.
0: I know, I, I'm a problem child, it's fine. No,
1: I love that about you, though. But I still, like, liked horror-adjacent things, obviously, or, like, horror for children. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it sounds lame, and they probably did do a balloon of this at some point. I'm sure they did. But, like, my brain is just, like, Jack Skellington. Like, that's that would have, like, fucking yep. done everything for me. Because growing up, I would always say, like, this is my favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie now, but it is a movie that I love very deeply. And every time I mm-hmm. watch it, I'm like, wow. Work of fucking genius. Come on. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, struggling to think of, like, anything else as a kid that's, like, spooky or horror.
0: I'm I sure there are things. And when answer. we finish
1: recording this, I'm going to be like, damn it! But... <laughs> Yeah, Jack Skellington and, like, Sally in a balloon together, mm-hmm. like, I would have been like, <gasps> I know if I wasn't in the room, my dad would be like, Anya, Anya, look who's on TV, and I would, like, run yeah. in, um, because you know how parents are, like, you like something, and then, it, like, you, like, not that you don't like it anymore, but you, like, move on to something else, and it takes them ten years to catch up with that,
0: where, like, mm-hmm. it'll be on,
1: like, Anya, look, like, I, we were somewhere, we were in fucking Arizona, not to, like, my mama blast, but we were in this fucking little shop, and she's, like, calling me from the other I was like, Anya, come over here, look at this, look at this, and I'm like, good lord, what I walk all the way over there, and it's this, like, I'm sorry, but it was this ugly-ass fucking wallet. Like, ugly, with Jack Skellington's face on it. And I was like, Mom, (laughs) come on. Like, come the fuck on. And I was like, Mom, I would not. Well, I I didn't, you feel bad, because, like, clearly she, like, it's out of love, and like, oh, you would like this, wouldn't you? And it's like, Mom, I'm not. (laughs) I haven't been into, like, Nightmare Before Christmas like that since I was, like, into, like, middle school hot topic days. Like, no, I, I don't
0: want this. Yeah, it's also just tacky. I feel like moms oh, don't really yeah. have a great perception of, like, what's tacky and what's not tacky, because my mom buys me some shit that I'm like, why, why would I ever use this? Right. How would I need this?
1: <sighs> it's okay. Oh, but... You
0: gave her a lot of props earlier in the episode, and you ended it on a... know,
1: yes. <laughs> She's not perfect. She's a great Santa. I don't know. She might in be. In some ways, in other ways, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'll end with saying Jack Skellington. Um Cool. And yeah, so I guess to wrap up in the final moment, it's time to give this bad boy, or good girl, a rating.
0: I had a really enjoyable time with this movie, um, and I do not it didn't, like, blow my socks off, but I also had a good time, so I'm just going to give it a three-star dumb jock. Yep. That's usually my, like, standard, like, I liked this movie.
1: Yeah, I would do the same thing. I mean, I feel like most... Of this pod. We were really giving it praise. There wasn't a lot of like. Negative stuff. So it might be like. Confusing why we would only give it a dumb jock. Personally for me. It's because. Yeah. It's enjoyable. I just wish that. Because it kind of is a movie where. It's easy to watch. It's very short. It's nothing like. You know. If you're not into big gore horror. You will be completely fine. So. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to dip your toe. Into some Christmas spooks. This is a really good one. I think to start with. Like truly. Because it's Very. Very. Low stakes in terms of the scares and the horror, and it is wholesome, but it's it it has to be get that middle ground dumb jock rating for me because it's such a middle ground movie where I almost wish that it would lean further more one way or further more another. Like I do wish that like it would either like lean into the slasher more and be like or horror more like there's more killing, there's more crazy shit, like kind of leaning into more of like the camp of the B horror more. Or, I almost wish, and this might feel blasphemous to say, that, like, I don't necessarily know that I would say that, like, I wish it wasn't a horror movie, and I wish they just stuck with a wholesome story, but rather, like, maybe keeping it horror, but making it almost full psychological horror. Like, don't even bother with the the two kills that Mm -hmm. are in there. Like, truly just make it, like, kind of this, like... It's scary, but it's because we're, like, kind of, like, living the movie through his eyes and his brain as he, like, psychologically, like, fucking has a breakdown. I feel like if it leaned either way, I would be able to give this a higher rating. It just feels like, I don't want to say directionless, but for a good chunk of the movie, it's like, yes, things are happening, and I understand yeah. what's happening, and I understand why they're happening, but, like, there doesn't feel like a lot of force behind them. Like, nothing is really driving this forward a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think John Waters would probably smack me if he ever listened. Um, LOL, he would never. Um, <clears throat> but, like, I – even though I really had a good time watching it, and I think that a lot of the ideas are very strong, and I really appreciated the journey that we went on, I don't really see a huge rewatchability. Yeah. Like, here, I don't really know if I would want to see it again. And if I did, I feel like it would need to be, like, a year or two away to, like, yeah. separate myself from it because – I feel like once you know the beats it's kind of like a little bit slow um yeah and so I mean I want I want a movie that I can watch over and over and over again and never get sick of and I think I would probably get tired of this movie after like a second viewing
1: yeah I I agree I mean I didn't feel I mean I watched it last year as I said so it was a year apart but like even still I was like I think it benefited because I didn't remember a good amount of it yeah I mean, when you watch something, when we watch something for the pod, there's definitely a lot more focus going into it because it's like we're going to then discuss it. Um, But yeah, not to shit on it at all, but like, yeah, that needed something more pizzazzy with a little bit more flair, like something like last year's episode. Which if you haven't listened to it, fun time, definitely check it out. (sighs)
0: Um,
1: Was that when we got? Did we get into our new format for that episode, or was that after?
0: I can't remember. I, I think we hmm.
1: Mm, was new format. I think we. No, I think we.
0: yeah, we were we were back on our normal. We were like here.
1: Great. Um. So yeah,
0: definitely so recommend to it. <laughs> um,
1: Jack Frost to watch. Uh, it's a really if you're looking for like truly like crazy, silly B horror, actual slasher. Jack Frost is fun and stupid. Um, mm-hmm. and I would prefer to put that on than this. Um, but I think both are solid.
0: But I think this is a better recommendation. Film. Yeah,
1: I, I, you know, because Jack Frost does feel, to a certain degree, where it's like, we are being silly to be silly. Yeah. Like, can we get away with making this a movie? And they do. Where this is, like, as we discussed, like, clearly a lot of love went into making this over time, and whether it turned out to be a masterpiece in your eyes or it didn't, like, it was, it's clear in the execution that, like, more thought mm-hmm. went into it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, that was Christmas Evil, or you better watch out. I, I mean, I guess this is our last full episode for 2021. I can only hope that bigger and better things will come in 2022. I mean, check it, uh, stay, stick around, and look out for our end of the year episode that we will be putting out for yes. our, our new year's best, special. Just best last of year. the year. Yeah. Best of 2021. I'm so excited to do that episode. That's my favorite thing that we do. I like, I was like prepping for
1: it all. I love that it's like, it's our favorite thing that we do. We've done it once before this. Like <laughs> really, all year we've been like mentally like prepping. Like I like yeah. at like my list that I save on Letterbox. I'm like, okay, like currently what, what or what are my picks going to be? Mm-hmm, like me too. I'm, I'm planning so heavily, but we got a good reaction last year. People very much liked the New Year's Eve special. So of course we like doing it. So why the hell would we not do it again?
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great podcast year in my eyes. And I
1: feel incredibly happy with the year that we've had. I feel really proud of us. I can't even remember what the fuck did we start because it's different because the, the start of the season is different than yeah, yeah, yeah. the start well, of the year. So,
0: the beginning of twenty twenty one was fucking uh, probably oh my, my God, least favorite it? movie. It was my least favorite thing we've done, which was um maximum overdrive. Oh
1: fucking shit, you're right. It was maximum. Overdrive. We've come. Oh my god! So that far, feels like a fucking century ago. Holy shit!
0: Yeah, wow. my biggest contribution to that episode was saying that little boy looked like fucking Glenn Glenda from See the Chucky.
1: Wow! Wow! What a time! Yeah. What a time! Um, but yeah, so that's Christmas Evil, as Alex said. Uh, we hope that you've had a good journey with us this year. We hope that you'll stick around for the rest of season two. We hope that you'll listen to our end of the year special, and we hope that, as always. You keep it creepy. Bye. Bye. Hi, creeps, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We would not be able to make this podcast, though, completely on our own, and we have some folks that we would love to thank. Um, first and foremost, if you've noticed, we have amazing new artwork, and we have to thank our friend Raymond Lowell, who commissioned it for us. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram and see all this other amazing art at rblowell.
0: Uh, who else, Alex? uh we would love to thank yet again for another season our lovely friend nathan graham who made our beautiful introduction music um and he sings the girls who cried be horror um you can follow him at instant underscore Grammed, like his name um and you can also check out his podcast with our other friend jonah uh called the commonwealth Yes,
1: all good spooky content. Yes. And of course, if you can't get enough of
0: us, we're on social
1: media too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Girls Who Cried v Horror, on Twitter at Girls Who Cried b h, And if you really want to write us a whole novella, baby, you can send us an email at TheGirls Who Cried Horror at gmail.com. We always want to hear your thoughts and opinions and your insight. Uh, and if you want to follow us individually on social media, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, I am at G-Way Forever. That is G-E-E-W-A-Y, number four, and then ever on Instagram. At Garrity 15 on Twitter. And uh, on your Garrity on Letterboxd if
0: you really want my uh, my film insight. Alex? Yeah, and if you want to check out the uh, three tweets and Instagram posts I do a year, you can check me out uh, <laughs> at Branley. Because I'm very basic on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd. It's all the same. I'm just Alex Branley. <laughs> she makes it easy for you, folks. Yeah. She makes it easy for you.
1: Um, but That's all we have for now. So we'll see you creeps next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. The
0: girls who cried be horror.